This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. <laughs> We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And you can join us, too, in a various variety of, uh, what's the word, Mitchell? A variety of ways. Variety of ways, Let's yeah. start You're on control Twitter. already, by the way. Congratulations. Let's, yeah. Welcome to Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. As you can tell, please follow along with us on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com, slash Your Tech Report. You can tell spring is in the air because I have lost my word. YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report Online. A very, very cool show lined up for you. We've been doing the giveaway all week long for the TomTom Adventurer Smartwatch Activity Tracker, etc., etc. What better way to give away that watch than to announce the winner while talking to somebody at TomTom all about their company, all about their smartwatches, their fitness accessories, their GPS snaps, everything they've got going. So we're going to do that to wrap up this week's show. Someone from TomTom is going to be joining us on the show. And Are you more. okay? I'm yeah, good. You're, I'm good. You're I'm very exhausted. excited. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited too. I mean, this, this is, listen, we have great interviews. We're also going to be doing some news today. But you know what? I find that we have less and less time for news because we have so many great giveaways. We have so many great interviews. But we're going to get back to basics and do a little news today. And we have news that spans sort of every area here. Yes, we do. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And uh, yeah, I, I like this. And I, I love the fact that you're excited. Please don't ever stop being excited about this show. I will. Plus, Please. we're going to talk to a, a good friend of ours, a new friend of ours, um, over at the Ford Motor Company. Uh, he's going to talk to us all about the new Lincoln Navigator. That's coming mm-hmm. up on this week's show, as well as Motorola Mobility. They have a new device that, uh, it's not a flagship device. It's actually a good value device, the G5, but it it stocks up there with all the features. Uh, it's feature as feature-rich as the high-end device. Devices, I, would I was going to say feature, feature, look, feel, quality, performance, premium device, price will kind of blow you away. And I'm not joking. It will kind of blow you away. So let's get to a couple items from this week. And this is an interesting one, Mitchell, because my wife has been joking. I've been joking, not joking, but I'm saying that eventually I'm going to get an electric vehicle. I want to get an electric car. I'm all into the solar roofing um, that SolarCity has coming out. I want to get smarter about the environment. I want to get smarter about my use of electricity. And my wife is like, well, eventually they'll just tax you. I'm like, no, they're going to tax us. What do you mean they're going to tax us? She's like, the second they start losing money from gasoline sales, they're going to impose some kind of tariff or something, and I'm like, never, never going to happen. Well, headline this week, California will start charging electric vehicle fees in 2020. And the this headline- is not shocking. Wendy was right. I mean, <laughs> Wendy was absolutely right, because if there's a way, if there's something that becomes mainstream, there has to be a way found to actually leverage that for tax purposes to get more money uh, going into local government. So that, is that shocking to you at all? I guess it isn't. It isn't shocking, but it is shocking at the same time. It's, it's like, sho- come on. It shouldn't be, but it is. I get it. I totally you know, get it. We're doing something good for the environment. We're doing something good for the state in terms of California. Well, the fees are going to take effect starting with 2020 model year plug-in vehicles. Uh, vehicles will have a one-time $100 registration fee up front, followed by an annual registration fee that varies based on the market value of your vehicle. So on the low end, the fees are going to be about $25 for a vehicle valued at $5,000 or less. But with a $60,000 plug-in vehicle, you're going to be paying like $175 a year. Now, my question is, is this on top of traditional registration that you have to pay for your vehicle because you own a Tesla, you own a Bolt or whatever it is, you still have to register your vehicle like you would normally. So is this on top of that because it's an electric vehicle or is it going to be replacing that registration fee? Well, I mean, judging by, judging by what you're saying, it sounds like it's something specifically designed on top of your your classic DMV sort of registration process, So, which is kind of weird because, again, like you said, you're doing something great for your environment. You're doing something great for the planet on, the whole, you know, on a bigger scale. Yeah. And because of that, you will be slightly punished every year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm necessarily happy about that. But I guess there's always a price to pay. You still have, you know, thousands of dollars in savings when it comes to anything that goes on. Uh, and, and a lower carbon footprint. Let's not forget about that. The environment is still going to be, you know, in much better shape. So yeah. 
Last week, you weren't here off the top of the show because you were running late, so uh, I, I brought our good friend David Weir on, and we talked about uh, Project Scorpio, which is the next release of the Microsoft Xbox. And I didn't put this on our list of things to talk about today, Mitchell, because I wanted to get your, your honest opinion. You know, you watched, you 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 know, read what went on, you saw the specs, basically everybody yep. says this is going to blow everything away. Piece, yeah. what, yeah. do you, what, are your, what are your feelings on, on that new device that we're going to see, which will be unveiled, by the way, this, Jan- this June at E3? My takeaway was I'm always excited for more power in a system. I am. Uh, as long as it's not just a bragging point, as long as the power the power in the system that's built into a system is actually being used to its fullest advantage. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times we'll see features being added onto devices, not just gaming consoles, everything, that are sort of gimmicky or gadget. This is the best battery, this is this and that. When it comes to a gaming console, power is great because it allows the developer's mark to do more. It allows them to make the games that much more realistic. Load times become shorter. Uh, you know, doing the infrastructure in terms of the service server side, making the online experience better. But here's what I'm looking for. I love the fact that Microsoft is innovating. We're going to have a super powerful console. I'd like to know a couple of things. I'd like to know that the base model is not going to punish you and has a two terabyte drive built in. Because all the digital, the way everything is going digital, Mark, 500, 500 megabytes, even a terabyte on your hard drive isn't that much anymore. You put, you, you know, you put a dozen games in there, it fills the whole thing up. So I, I'd like to see I'd like to see innovations on that side. Microsoft took away... I think they're making a clear mark, wouldn't you say, that the Kinect is not necessarily part of their digital future, the way that the Kinect is no longer a part of, you know, the console bundles. You can still buy them, but it's not part of their, you know... I don't think they really have forward. to say it. Just by omitting it, they're saying... Right. It supports it. Well, here's what I'd like. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see, once again, innovation. on. I'd like to see what the device, you know, what the console looks like. How about the controllers? Nothing wrong with the way an Xbox One controller works right now, but wouldn't you like to see a microphone built into the Xbox One controller? Because for me, the best part of my Kinect setup is not the camera. It's the microphone. It's that it can hear me. I can make requests. I can do commands with my voice. When we lose the Kinect, you lose that ability. I'd like to see that ability live on with the Scorpio, hopefully with something like a microphone built into the actual the actual controller itself. So there are things we don't know. We don't know what form factor it's going to take. We don't know the price. And as we've discussed before, if they go over $499, they're going to have the same problem that PlayStation 3 had that killed them for that generation of consoles. They could never catch up because of a $600 console that Microsoft undercut no one could ever, you know, they could never recoup from that except when they got to the PlayStation 4. So a lot of un- a lot of unanswered questions is what I'm saying. I'm excited, but tempered enthusiasm. I have a lot I'm, of questions. I'm also never entering another pool when it comes to pricing these console systems because I, killed I was, it. yeah, you killed it when it came to the Nintendo Switch. So. Yeah. And the Nintendo Switch kind of said it's a benchmark, I think. I mean, different kind of system, different kind of gameplay overall, right. but I think there is a benchmark there, so there's a price point, and I, I agree with you, but it breaks that 499 price point, then you're definitely going to shoot people away. And not only that, I mean, as we're seeing that the, with the new iterations of consoles, and both Microsoft and Sony have basically come out and said this, we're not going to see different infrastructures. We're going to see more powerful hardware built on the same infrastructure, meaning all the systems will play previous generation games from this point forward or from this generation forward. So, you know, we don't necessarily think they have to reinvent the wheel to make the hardware work. It's just going to be tweaking the components. So if they're just tweaking the components and not building a whole new infrastructure, it is possible to not make the price astronomically higher than it is now. hundred dollar bump i think people will pay but as we say that 499 is going to be that tipping point last week we also talked about microsoft in terms of the creators update it was available to people who were on the insider program who wanted to opt in and get the creators update well since that point microsoft has actually released the creators update to people who want to go ahead and download it so all you got to do is go to your control panel hit check for updates and you will see the creators update very cool if you do a clean install we also learned that you can actually do the full installation just using your voice every setup every system feature you can customize with your voice which is kind of cool so head on over to microsoft.com and you can see that or just go to your control panel and look for uh, latest updates. Uh, NHL, I can't believe this is the first time that you and I are going to talk about this, but uh, my Canadians and your Rangers are facing off in round one of the NHL mm-hmm. Stanley Cup finals and for, playoffs. For, for um, the sake of our friendship, I haven't really brought it up, but yeah, please do go ahead. I appreciate that. I mean, we're two yeah. games deep at this point, um, but we also have to mention this on our show because, you know, starting with this first round of the series, uh, there's a new in-arena coaching system that was available for coaching staff, which includes an iPad Pro behind the bench, up to three of them, with near real-time 
video. Within a minute of a play, they'll be able to see real-time video of that, plus some other coaching tools. They're also being supplied with some some Macs throughout the actual arena to be able to send data back and forth. Uh, I, I guess it's about like about time that we saw some kind of technology get behind the bench. I mean, we we obviously had that interview early this year about the Coach Them app. This is another way we're seeing Apple, at least their infrastructure, you know, penetrate another sport. And this is kind of important because, you know, Microsoft made a huge name for themselves with the biggest, basically, I think the biggest sport in all of North, North Americans in terms of driving money, driving dollars, and that's the NFL. And we have the Microsoft Surface Pro on every sideline with those big blue rubber sort of cases that they're in. You see them. So Microsoft sort of has the NFL. I think it's important and good that Apple gets in there because let's face it, what a great way, what a great tool to have making, you know, making plays, video replays, uh, roster, line changes. I mean, these are all really cool things that can be done very easily and managed in micromanage with an iPad. So, very cool. Glad to see that. Hopefully we don't get to see all the press, the negative press that uh, Microsoft had with the service on certain NFL games uh, happen in the uh, in, in the NHL games. So, uh, all 16 playoff arenas are going to be equipped for the playoffs. So, if you haven't seen them in use, you will see them in use. Don't be scared by them. And uh, all 31 NHL arenas will be equipped in time for the 2017-2018 season. You know, I'm going to jump in here real quick, Mark. Just, you know, for, as a hockey geek, you know, we're, we're tech geeks. We're also, I'm, I'm also a big hockey geek. How cool is it to see Edmonton and Toronto back in the in the playoffs? I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. A little shout out to a couple of great Canadian teams with great history back in the playoffs. It's good for hockey. I say, as a, even as a New York Ranger fan, I can look big picture and say, that's just good for hockey. All right, I digress. So do you have any playoff predictions while, you wanna, while you're at it? Want to throw it in? Uh, I, I still think Pittsburgh is going to be the team to beat. I know Washington, you know, Washington hasn't shown anything in terms of making it out of the early rounds up until now. They've won the President's Cup before and been knocked out early just as recently as last year. So I'm, my money, I, I, even as a Ranger fan, it's going to be tough. I'd like to see the Rangers go all the way. But Pittsburgh, to me as a whole, is still the team to be right now. Earlier this week, DJI, our favorite drone enthusiast company, released a brand new Phantom 4. Mitchell, um, I, I, I beg you to please help me with this one because... I cannot, for the life of me, find uh, the difference between the brand new Phantom 4 Advanced and the previously brand new Phantom 4 Pro. I mean, it's the if you go to the website, it's the only one you cannot see side by side specs with. And if right. you read descriptions, it's well, the. Let's, should we go through it real quick? Yeah, let's. Because I we mean, see the Phantom 4 Advanced and the Phantom 4 Pro. On the Phantom 4 Advanced, the Phantom 4 Advanced camera is equipped with a one inch, twenty megapixel sensor, capable of shooting four K sixty frame per second video. And the Phantom 4 Pro, it's equipped with a one inch sensor. The Phantom 4 Pro camera shoots video up to four K sixty frames per second and twenty megapixel stills. We just so said the same they thing, the right? Same thing that, yeah, but we, they put they put some of the words in different places. Okay, let's move on. It has four vision sensors and one main camera, thirty minutes of flight time, and four point one miles of transmission range. It has four directions of obstacle avoidance, a thirty minute flight time, and up to four point one miles or seven kilometer transmission range. That's all I got, Mark. Uh, there are some other little salties. We, we for the life it's of us. It's hundred dollars less. It's hundred dollars less. We are big. We are big. Yeah, that's that's the main takeaway. It's, it's at least hundred bucks less. And of course, they have the plus version of the advanced, just like they do with the pro, which gives you the embedded screen on your controller. But and we're big DJI fans. We're both you know we're both Phantom owners. We're both Mavic yeah. Pro owners. For the life of me, I cannot figure out the difference. Except it's less expensive. So God bless them. We're getting a less expensive Phantom Pro. Phantom Pro. Phantom Four Pro. Pro. I can't even Pro. say it. My I can't God. even say it. It's so ridiculous. Um, head on over to DJI.com, and if you, if you if you can spot the difference, you'll be the Tell next us. contestant on your tech report. Wants to know what the difference is between the two Phantom Four drones. Oh, oh gosh, it's funny. That's it funny. is. It is quite funny. Mitchell, we've talked yes. a lot about virtual reality and VR over the past year, but I find that it's not moving kind of as quickly as I expected it to catch on. Well, I think one of the things that we talked about when we talked about VR was everyone talks about, of course, VR gaming with Oculus and the Vive and Samsung Gear and all those things, but one of the things that excited us about VR that we were looking for when it came to virtual reality are the applications beyond gaming, how it could be used in the medical industry, how it be used for viewing sporting events. So I think those are the things outside of gaming where the innovations are really happening. And that's pretty precisely why our next guest is going to be joining us, and he is the Director of Strategic Partnerships for a company based in Los Angeles called Event Forte. Max Landau, welcome to your tech report. We're so excited to have you on this week. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm sure your brain is, you know, our listeners' brains are going in many places when it comes to the idea of using VR in different ways. 
But your company is taking this to a very unique level that helps people visualize spaces and environments like they wouldn't have thought of before. Can you kind of go into details about what you guys are doing and the new app you've created? Normally when you think of VR, we think of you know innovations in the gaming industry. But what Eventforte has done, actually, is we've created uh, the first ever virtual reality platform for event management of the major event software companies. You're able to experience an event space in virtual reality by you know, being able to look around, sense the furniture in front of you, and really get a sense of the space for the event. Max, what kind of events are we talking about here? Because you know, I can think of things like you know, private events like weddings and small receptions, but there are, many, there are bigger things like you know, trade shows, the CESs of the world. What kind of different avenues have you gone through? I mean, it really can be used for any sort of event, uh, any size, any even shape, really. Uh, we're so weddings, trade shows, conferences, social events, really anything. It doesn't really matter. Hey, Max, just for our listeners, again, it's how we want to make sure they can sort of visualize, even though we're on the radio, sort of visualize in their, visualize in their mind's eye how this works. So walk us through how a client would use a system. Would they use like an Oculus Rift or a proprietary headset? How do they actually go through the process of planning their event using your service and software? Sure. So we have an app that um, you don't need VR for it. This, this app has actually been around for about a year now. What you do with the virtual reality part, you can use your headset, and within the event that you've already planned using the app, you'll get this virtual reality view of the diagram that you've created. So basically, if, yeah, so basically if people want to set up a room, if they're setting up a room to their liking, they can position everything from tables, projectors, chairs. They can actually walk through the room that they want to create for this event as if they were actually in that room, correct? That is correct, yes. Well, what's the reaction been, Max, with uh, consumers so far? People are sort of baffled that this hasn't been, you know, done before. Um, And they're very excited about it. It's sort of untreaded water, but people are very excited about it because uh, to be able to convey to their clients or really whomever what their idea is, like what they actually want to do, you know, really get a sense and give, give their clients or really whomever a sense of what their plan actually is. I mean, you know, we're not that far removed from a time where really the only way you could do something like this was with just a pen and paper. You know, this is really cool, and I think it has way more applications than just, obviously, event planning. I could think of things like home design, et cetera, et cetera. Where can, where can people uh, head out, eventforte.com? Um, they, can, they can sign up for free, and they can start planning an event if they want there? Yes, they can do that. They can also just, if they search for eventforte, I'll spell it out for everyone, E-V-E-N-T-F-O-R-T-E. Uh, you will definitely find it, and it's a free download. Very cool. Max Landau, Director of Strategic Partnerships for Event Forte. Thank you so much for joining us this week. As we teased earlier, there's so much more to come on this week's show. Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report, and check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. Still to come on this week's show, we're going to speak to Moto all about their new G5 cell phone, plus TomTom. We've been giving you the chance to win that Adventurer watch. Let's find out more about the company and that watch, and we are going to hand that away to a lucky winner. It is your Tech Report. Stick around. There's more Your Tech Report after this. Now, back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash your Tech Report. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash your Tech Report online. Now, Mitchell. Yes. There's no hiding our love for vehicles, all shapes <laughs> and sizes, right? You know, and we're trying really hard to get more and more coverage pop up on our show. We began earlier this year when auto show season really kind of kicked off. And I've got a great video. I'm teasing this great video coming up with my experience with a very, very cool European vehicle. But today we're going to shift our focus of attention to a well-known name in the vehicle world. And, yeah, we're, we're going to go American for this one. And, you know, this all this started a long time ago, of course. But, you know, when you were here visiting in Los Angeles and you got into my new Ford Explorer, you looked at this vehicle. Now, when I told people, I felt like I was driving the most expensive, classiest, beautiful vehicle. I mean, I have friends that drive Range Rovers and all this. And I keep on telling people that Ford Motor Company is making the most beautiful SUVs. You did agree with me. This this car, this vehicle is gorgeous, correct? I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. 
Okay, so if you love the Explorer, imagine if you were to take it to the next level, which would be going to Lincoln. And if you're talking about a luxury SUV in the Lincoln lineup, the Navigator has just been redone. Mark, this thing is gorgeous. The technology will blow you away. The power will blow you away. And I understand we have someone that can help lead us in our in, in our excitement over the new Lincoln. Yes, we absolutely do. Andrew Kernahan is the chief program engineer for the Lincoln Navigator, and he joins us now on your tech report. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Andrew, something I noticed um, with test driving some other vehicles is the seamless way technology is being integrated into cars these days and SUVs and everything. It's not all about being showy and fancy. It's about integrating these great features that just make sense, such as wireless charging and standard Wi-Fi. Can you tell me, when, when, when it comes to a car like this and like the Navigator, is that something that's a conscious effort being made when adding new features like that? Well, I think with the... Uh 18 Navigator, uh, what we've done is we, we did a lot of research and uh, looked at how customers actually use their vehicle. And what we determined is that exactly what you say, they they need the USBs in every row. They want first-class seating and uh, comfort in every row. They want the wireless charging. They want the technology such as the 10-inch screen and the 12-inch cluster to communicate the information they need when they need it clearly. Another example of that that we have in the Navigator would be our drive modes, whereas on many vehicles there's multiple switches and settings that you have to have to use. We have drive modes. So we have what we call experiential drive modes or uh, weather or terrain related. So if you just simply turn a dial, the vehicle adjusts to be able to uh, cope with a different experience you want or the different terrain you're on. One of the things that you just said, you know, you talk about experience, you, you guys really do focus on the driver experience, and that, that really starts the second they sit in that seat, the second they get into the driver's seat, we're talking about, am I right, this can be adjusted up to 30 ways, massage, heating, and cooling, is that right? Yeah, that's right, on the uh, driver and passenger seat, 30-way, perfect position seat, and uh, even thigh adjustments so that you can set your thigh support independently <laughs> so you're in total comfort for that uh, long ride. And yes, you're right, massage and heated and cooled. Now, you know, we, we are a tech show, but we have to we have to talk about this car itself as a, as a vehicle because we're talking about 450 horsepower, twin-turbo V6 engine, 10-speed transmission, plus overall we're looking at about 200 pounds lighter from the previous models. Now, that in itself is a big change along with all the power, but that loss in weight means a gain in other aspects such as a quiet cabin, right, and other technology throughout the vehicle? Well, what we did is we went to the aluminum body and... And uh, use some of those weight savings to reinvest in attributes and performance that were important to customers, such as making the cabin quieter, those 30-way seats, um, extra power, um, the laminated glass throughout the vehicle, uh, all focused on giving the uh, drivers and passengers the right experience. You know, when I, when you get into a Lincoln, you realize that I, I think... I think the the word that was used in the press release was the ultra luxury touch points, and again, mm-hmm. you notice that from from the comfort from every row, from the front row all the way down down to the back. Can we talk about the the Sync Three system for a second? How has this been modified, or how has it been integrated in the Navigator versus the way it's been integrated in other vehicles? Well, what we've done is we've got the ten inch screen, which is you know probably scaled for a, a vehicle of uh, of this size. Uh, the 10 inch screen incorporates the 360 degree camera as well as front and uh, rear views. Um, as far as sync goes, one of the features that we have added onto Navigator is personal profiles. So that when you jump in, you have up to three separate personal profiles that can be set up. And it doesn't just give you the seat, it gives you the radio stations or the audio settings and uh, also the climate settings, as well as the traditional mirrors and seat positions. Andrew, one of the things I wanted to touch on, I want to go back to a couple of the specs that Mark talked about as well. And he had mentioned the 450 horsepower and the 10-speed transmission. And I, I think, you know, we're car guys. I think a lot of the average person doesn't necessarily know how important having both mated together working well is is really what determines the drive, the ride of the car. My my analogy, my crude analogy is imagine someone with an incredibly incredible physique with absolutely no athletic ability. It's going to be useless. You have this great physique with nothing to do. And a big horsepower engine without that 10-speed 
transmission. You guys have always had quality of ride, very smooth ride, and that really depends on having that transmission working in conjunction with that engine, correct? Yes, that's right. So the, the 450 horsepower, 500 uh, pound-feet of torque, uh, coupled with uh, refined suspension, uh, just gives you that uh, quiet luxury feeling as the vehicle accelerates down the road. Coupled with the active noise control and the laminated glass or the, the, the sound uh, reducing glass that I mentioned earlier, just gives you that quiet cabin. Andrew, can we talk about the customer service experience here? Because above and beyond the actual vehicle itself, there have been enhancements made to the actual pickup and delivery of the actual vehicle. Can you talk about how that experience is going to be different? Well, one of the things that we uh, announced this morning was that uh, Lincoln is making available uh, essentially bringing the dealership into your home. So if you want to choose the vehicle, the material, uh, you're able to request that from Lincoln, and uh, we will bring a vehicle and uh, materials to your home for you to select a vehicle. We're also piloting a uh, chauffeur service uh, in some parts of the country where you're able to order a chauffeur to drive your vehicle on a night out uh, with the owner and the passenger sitting in the rear of the vehicle. I would love that full time. That sounds like a great deal. <laughs> Definitely. Um, if, if I if I go through the list of the you know other technological technological innovation in this car, I mean, it'll probably take us months to even figure this out. Trailer backup assist, um, which automatically steers the vehicle to turn a trailer the desired amount. Uh, the three hundred sixty degree camera that you talked about, enhanced park assist, um, which makes parking a lot easier. Um, views from all the cameras, adaptive cruise control. What are your favorite favorite features on this new car? I think one of my favorite features is, is simply the package on the interior where you have really full-size occupant seating in all three rows. Uh, we have easy ingress and egress into the third row. We have power recline on the third row. Uh, and then we also have the USBs and power points in every row so that every position in the vehicle has all of the amenities that you need for a long journey. Andrew, I have to thank you for one thing. I mean, I thank you for everything. The, 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 the SUV sounds brilliant, and I can't wait to actually see one in person. There's one thing that I've always loved, and I've always been a sucker for. Maybe it says something about my personality that I shouldn't share. I'm a sucker for LED lighting. <laughs> and what you guys have done with this SUV, Mark's, Mark's laughing at me, he knows. And when you step into this, you guys have done something special. You have this sequential lighting system when people enter the vehicle right down to the seatbelt buckle, correct? That's, that's right. So... It starts when you approach the vehicle and the headlamps sequentially light up, then the running boards deploy, the running boards boards illuminate, as well as a welcome mat. The door pockets illuminate with LED. At the same time, the rear lamp is fading on, and then as you climb in, the ambient lighting comes up, including the buckles that you mentioned. This is insane. Andrew, and, okay, so the, there's this, you know, I think there's this, you know, preconditioned notion that people look at a, a Lincoln, let alone a Navigator, and say, okay, this is something that me as just a regular regular driver would never be able to step into. But I, I think that's I think that's not the case anymore. Can we talk about the price point and when we're going to see this car in the market? Uh, well, we're not quite ready to talk about pricing just yet, but we'll be uh, seeing the vehicle in the market fourth quarter, a little bit later this year. Very excited. So I encourage our listeners to head on down to your nearest Lincoln dealership. We'll try to get our hands on a, a press vehicle for a couple of weeks and, and experience it ourselves. Uh, Andrew Kernahan, thank you so much for taking the time to, to walk us through this incredible new vehicle. No problem. Thank you for having me on your show. Still lots more to come. Follow along with us on Twitter at your tech report, facebook.com slash your tech report. We still got that Tom Tom Adventurer watch to give away. We're going to do that on this week's show, along with speaking to somebody at the company to find out all about their product lineup. But first, we're going to take a quick break and come back and learn all about the brand new Moto G5. There's more your tech report after this. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. I am Marco Flatlow, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. Please follow along with us on Twitter. It is at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report, and of course, our YouTube channel, Mitchell, YouTube.com slash your tech report online for lots of cool, fun things over there. You know, talking, you know, speaking about cool, fun things, one of the things we always love talking about and that our, our listeners and our readers are always asking about is more smartphone coverage, more smartphone coverage. And you know, the smartphone market is incredibly competitive, Mark, as we know. We've known this for a long time. It continues to grow and evolve to the to the consumer's benefit, I might add. But also, 
people don't realize that the cell phone industry would not be where it is today. And I don't think I'm going on a limb by saying this if it were not for Motorola. Motorola redefined what a lot of smartphones, what the cell phone industry is on the whole. But if you look at what they've done on the smartphone side, they sort of reimagined what battery life is, what screen technology is, what a modular design is. And now they're redefining a new sector. But I'm going to let you do the intro, and then I'll tell you what I mean afterwards. Well, I had this whole intro set because, you know, about a year ago, you know, Moto released their Moto Z line with the Moto Mods right. and mm-hmm. all these fun, cool things. And we had the opportunity to speak to this wonderful woman, Carly Bigger, the general manager of Motorola Mobility Canada. And she's joining us again. Welcome back, Carly. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. I think Mitchell's, I think Mitchell's statement was probably good. I mean, I can think back to one of my first cell phones, and it was probably the... Uh, was the CP250. I, I, I wish I could remember the models. but uh, We had them all. Yeah, yeah. We had, uh, Carly, we're, we're excited to talk about the new G5, but before I do, I wanted to get your take on the experience this year at Mobile World Congress because we obviously don't, well, obviously, we don't get out there, unfortunately, but a lot of people do, and we love to get their point of views and see how the, the show was and to find out what excitement, what announcements excited you in particular. Absolutely. Well, Barcelona was as lovely as always for Mobile World Congress. This year in particular was really exciting for Motorola. We, as you mentioned, we've been working hard to redefine the industry. We did that with the Moto Z last year and the different modular experiences. And one of our big announcements were different mods that we will be bringing to market. So some of the ones that we announced was in partnership with Amazon, doing an Amazon Alexa mod. So you'll have the ability to be mobile with your Alexa. Also, a gamepad mod, which is really exciting for any gamers out there. You'll be able to transform your phone into a mobile gaming console, which has physical controls, integrated battery, will give you haptic feedback, which makes it just that much more immersive. And we also are focusing on power. What's one of the key things that you don't like about your phone is if it's ever about to run out of battery. And now we'll have different options for people, either a wireless charging Moto Mod or a Turbo Power Moto Mod. I love the Turbo Power one. It's powering your phone at 15 watts, so eight hours, <clears throat> eight hours of use in 15 minutes of charge. Well, you know, I, I just have to jump in here a second because, you know, we hear about the innovation, we hear about the technology, and what we're gonna, one of the things we're going to be talking about today, the main thing we're going to be focusing on is your new G5. And Mark, I, I hesitate to use this expression because I, it's, it's, it's misleading, I think, when you think of a budget device. You think of a, you know, something that's been stripped down in terms of performance, in terms of look, and I don't even like calling the G5 a budget device because it's budget in price only. This, to me, I don't, what is, Carly, what's the best way to put this? Because this is a premium device, an ultra-premium device, at a budget price. Is that the best way to put it? Right. I like to use the word value. But I, I like value, value better. That sounds better. Yeah. And this was, so the Moto G family was also announced at Mobile World Congress. And you're right. I'm really excited about the Moto G fifth generation uh, and for it to come to Canada. We've taken a lot of the design elements from the Moto Z family. So just how we did the, the camera treatment in the back and a lot of the key features that people want in a premium device we've brought into into the Moto G the new Moto G so that includes we've got metal in the in the design we have a fingerprint scanner in this tier which is fantastic still has a really great battery you're getting a great all-day battery with it and then a 13 megapixel camera so you have a great quality device and you're not sacrificing really on any of the features that you know, you're getting in the high tier for the price that you're paying for the device. No, definitely. And you mentioned something that I was going to bring up, which is that shift to metal as far as the design is concerned. And really, design is something that you notice with the, with the G5, you know, throughout the phone. And we haven't had a chance to actually physically go hands-on, so we're relying on your descriptive abilities here, Carly, to kind of give us an explanation. Why the, why the shift to metal? Is it just for that premium feel, or are there other benefits that come along with it? Yeah, it's absolutely fit, fit and finish. And feel in your hand, that's always been really important to Motorola, is how you hold a device, how it feels, and overall how it performs. So metal made a lot of sense to bring into the Moto G family. I'm looking at all the specs, I'm looking at the design, and this phone right now, from what the media, everyone in the media, like Mark said, we haven't gotten our hands on it yet, everyone in the media is comparing this, they're comparing them to phones basically three or four times the price of this device. That, that, that is kind of blowing me away. This is, that's why I said at the beginning, sort of redefining a category of what a phone should cost and could cost to get everything you want in a premium device, right? Absolutely. And it also comes with 
are exclusive Motorola experiences, so it is not something you just get in the premium tier. We know from feedback from people that are using the devices, they love to be able to do, get, um, do a flick of their wrist to get to the quick capture to their uh, camera, you know, do what we call a chop-chop to uh, activate your flashlight. So it's not just, you know, we're talking about the fit and the finish and the specifications of the phone, but also the way your phone is going to perform is is going to be very, very high performance and high quality. Now, the cameras do take kind of center stage here when it comes to this device mm-hmm. because because it's, it's normally only on the higher-end phones that you find, you know, the, the wide angle and this kind of pixel density. Can you talk about the 13-megapixel camera? Yeah, absolutely. So the 13-megapixel uh, does have phase detection and autofocus. It's, uh, it also has an LED flash, so a great performance camera. You will not be disappointed. The front camera is a 5 megapixel with, to your point, the wide field of view, uh, and it also has a flash. Selfies have become very important to everyone, so we <laughs> wanted to make sure that the front camera uh, was, was capturing a great shot of you as well. Well, one of the things that people associated with the Moto phones, of course, is battery life. And that's something, again, that you guys revolutionized years ago by having these ultra high capacity batteries. People could use their devices, which is the complaint for a lot of users on other devices that they they don't last all day. So this one is no different. Not only do you get great battery life, but I believe you can get, what what is it, six hours of battery life on just a 15-minute charge? There's like fast charging built in now, correct? Yeah, so it's great. Typically in this tier, you wouldn't see fast charging, but we do have a 10-watt rapid charger. And overall, with the battery, you get about 24 hours of mixed usage uh, if, you, you know, you're using it for data or voice. Well, at least you keep up the keep up the trend with the Moto family because, you know, that's something that's always been on the top of our list in terms of uh, needs for a smartphone. Um, what is the availability in Canada? I know uh, that in the U.S., uh, are they starting to see it there as well? Yeah, it will be coming later this spring, and close to the date we'll release pricing and where you can get the device. I love it. Can you tell me, when it comes to a device like this, how much time, because we know the product cycles are, tend to be fairly long, how much time goes into the physical development of the actual device and the feature set before it actually is, you know, it's baked in and you decide what, what's going to come to market? Yeah, I would say, I mean, our teams are always working at different cycles, so further out, but I would say everything's getting locked in probably about 12 months before, you know, we go to market, and then you need to see what's happening in the marketplace. How are consumers usage patterns changing and then a lot of the times you're kind of making sure that you're delivering on the things that are most important to consumers so even though we have the ideation further out you can still be making changes to the device to make sure you're bringing the right device with great value especially for the moto g family to the market no and you guys obviously definitely listen to your consumers because you deliver a product that is you know the incredible fit and finish it's very comfortable in the hand people love this device it's getting in great reviews so we cannot wait to get our hands on it and give our, our listeners a little bit of a of a video glimpse when we get that on our youtube channel carly biggert thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week we can't wait to get hands on and we can't wait to talk to you again when you have some new products to talk about it is your tech report i am marco flalo as always joined by mitchell whitfield at Your Tech Report on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report, YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. For the past week, we've been giving you the opportunity to sign up to win a TomTom Adventurer watch. Let's find out the winner after a quick break. There's more Your Tech Report after this. Now, back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Follow along on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Of course, our YouTube channel, where listeners have been going all week, Mitchell, to sign up to win the new TomTom Adventurer watch, which I know that everybody's waiting for us to do this giveaway. We're going to do it, but we have to, you know, tie it into something. So what better way to tie it in than speaking to someone at TomTom, right? I think that's actually the perfect thing. And one of the things we love doing on the show is, you know, sharing companies that people may know but may not know everything about. When it comes to TomTom, they have so much going on in the world of fitness and adventure sports and, of course, navigation and leveraging their GPS history, their navigation history into all these great new products. I think people are going to be really excited when they hear what's going on with TomTom. So let's welcome our next guest. He is the president of TomTom, Mr. Jocelyn Vigoureau. Welcome to your tech report. Thanks for joining us this week. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you very much, uh, guys. It's uh, always a pleasure to be uh, always a pleasure to, uh, uh, to to chat with you guys. 
Well, before we dive into the adventurer, which we are giving away on the fitness products, I wanted to tell our listeners something, which is that the TomTom as we've known it, you know, uh, was as an in-car GPS device. That's where most consumers got introduced to the brand. And I think that's where most consumers think that you still live. And that's actually partially true because you still thrive in that domain. But with new devices and your intellectual property being in other devices and apps, I mean, you guys are all over the place. So can you can you start, Just Land, by telling us what's new on the GPS device side of the business? Yeah, well, uh, you know, one of the things which is important to note is, uh, as uh, you know, as a forward-looking, innovating brand, we uh, we, we we reinvented ourselves a, a couple of times. And as a matter of fact, as you as you're actually mentioning, we've we've actually been in the um, uh, in the uh, fitness watch world for uh, for a while now, since uh, uh, since uh, 2000, uh, 2011. So. Uh, and you know certainly very very active there and, and not quite yet as well known as um, you know in in that area as we are with uh, with, with navigation where literally uh, we, uh, we we changed we changed the world we changed the way people were uh, were, were navigating and there's still great things happening uh, in that world there's a greater uh, there's a number of innovations uh, that is uh, that that is happening in um, uh, in that world and and you know if you look at if you look at TomTom and again if you look at the way we innovate we're also very very much um, involved with uh, autonomous driving and and we can have a uh, we can have a whole couple of hours just talking <laughs> about what's going on in that area. Well, let's talk about that evolution and that kind of reinvention as a company. At what point, philosophically, as a company, did you did you make that decision to evolve into the sports and fitness tracking? Well, it was uh, it was in uh, kind of 2007 2008 time period where uh, uh, you know GPS the GPS world was still you know serving us very very well. We were innovating uh, uh, very very fast in 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 that world. The um, the growth. Of the market, and, and quite frankly, it, it 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 was a little revolution in uh, in in the way uh, in the way people na- navigated. And at that moment, it was important for us to to look and say, well, you know, what what what's next? What are the uh, what are the other trends, and what can we do with our our deep deep GPS in, um, uh, heritage? And um, and and it was actually very natural. Uh, for us to kind of bring that technology uh, to to sports again, the same way we entered navigation, uh, and always was our um, always was our, our forte, and our, you know, which is bring hairy, difficult technology and open it up for people to uh, to, to to use it. And, um, and and certainly that what we've done with uh, with car navigation, and it's certainly what we are uh, what we intend on doing uh, or intended on doing uh, at, at that moment is is bring navigation to uh, uh, to to the wrist for uh, for runners and and, and and gather information, give feedback, how fast how fast are you running, what is your, you know what is your cadence and and how long and where and which were very important things uh, for, uh, for for runners to, uh, to to get in a very simple package uh, and uh, and certainly what we've done so first with um, uh, with a venture with uh, uh, with Nike and then subsequently uh, on our own on the TomTom brand. Jocelyn, one of the things we talk about on the show a lot, and I think you'll agree with this, is you know so much of the innovation we hear about coming, in, especially with your company as well, on the device side. Uh, but as we know, the device the device side needs support from the software side. So innovation from you guys has to come on the software side as well, and it has been whether it's with your fitness trackers, even with cameras or your navigation, the software has to be advanced to, to sort of keep up with the hardware advancements, right? Yeah, I mean, you hit it. You hit it right on the nail here, actually. And 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 there is uh, and there is a parallel with uh, uh, with uh, with, nav- with with the car navigation. I mean, one of the things that you know very few people uh, uh, really deeply understand, and it's you know it's our fault for making it so easy to consume, um, is that on the back of a on the back of a um, uh, of a device on a, on a uh, on a windscreen, for instance, there is a massive amount of work 
to build the map uh, and to, to, to get that software, to get that information. On the, um, on, on the sports and fitness realm, that's exactly what is happening right now. There's, a lot, there's, been, a lot of, there's been a lot of innovation on sensor and sensor accuracy and sensor integration, whether to, 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 uh, to count steps, to count heartbeats, to, um, to, you know, with the GPS to figure out to get you know, real, accurate, uh, real accuracy on, on a, in a very small in a very small package, a watch. But where we're getting right now is we're getting to that next step, next generation of, uh, 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 of application. Consumers have become sophisticated. They've understood now what the category and what the industry is providing them. Uh, again, now if we're talking about you know, uh, GPS-related features or heart rate-related features or body composition-related features. But what's very important now that we've collected all of this data, that the industry is collect, still collecting all of this data, is how does it impact fitness? So it is one thing to say heart rate is going down, uh, you are running faster, longer, you are stronger. What is important now is how does it, how does it impact, um, how am I getting fitter, how, I, how can I maintain my, my, uh, my, my fitness. Uh, and, and that's what the industry is really thriving to, uh, uh, to, 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 to get into, and certainly what, it, what, what, what TomTom is, uh, is, is, is really thriving to get into is how do we, uh, on an almost one-to-one -one level, provide advice, provide information to users um, so not only they know what they do, but they know the impact of, that it has on their fitness, and they know what to do to maintain it or, or, or get even better. So let, let's talk about the adventurer for a second, because when I was approached sure. about um, giving something away, I asked, I said, well, so what's, what's the hot thing? What are consumers gravitating towards? And the response was the adventurer. And I think it's because it's, it's really a multiple sport. It has multiple modes and has a lot of the great features all combined into what I'd call somewhat of a flagship device. Can you tell us a little bit more about this specific device and the reason that consumers are gravitating towards it? Yeah, I mean, Adventure is a uh, is a product that I you know I, I I love personally. So first of all, of course, what you've mentioned is is is, is true. Uh, different different sports. Um, you can uh, you, you can hike, you can run, you can ski, uh, you can swim with it. So that's 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 a that's a, a great uh, um, uh, you know a, a great bouquet, a great package of. Uh, uh, of features, but uh, adventure also goes uh, a little a little further. It's also a, a, a product uh, that is uh, that that is um, made more more robust uh, for uh, for you know the kind of the bit more intensive uh, uh, usage, and it's also a product that really allow users to to let loose to. Uh, go on a go on a trail run and 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 get all of their information, but also because there is an, a built-in barometer in that product, uh, you actually get your um, uh, uh, your uh, incline and uh, so you know how how many how many you know positive feet you you've run up or down or you you've run up. Um, and, uh, and 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 it's a product that is and certainly in my mind very very complete. Um, so you have the, the ability to the ability to kind of cut the cord, go a little further with it, uh, and uh, we certainly can see that with um, you know our users and what they say about uh, about the product, um, and uh, you know and also the ability to uh, to download trails to it and yeah. uh, uh, and and follow a, follow a trail on the uh, on the watch itself. Um, and uh, you know, having the ability to go back to your uh, to your point of uh, uh, of departure. So with the so it it, it it is it is a product that is just more complete um, and and just allows these kind of a, uh, outdoor lovers to to to, to cut the cord uh, even uh, you know even more and get a little further. You'll uh, uh, get even more adventurous. 
you know, there's a major companion app that that comes with all of your devices, really. And, and using your smartphone, you can enhance the whole experience. And it's something that you guys obviously have done very, very well. I'm guessing there's a, a lot of development that goes into that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, again, uh, it, what I mentioned a little bit uh, a little bit earlier, um, in in a uh, uh, you can imagine if you uh, again if you if you go to the tech of it, uh, you can imagine that the experience um, of uh, the experience of the product is of course on 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 the watch and on the hardware itself. But you actually you can actually understand that you spend even more time. On the back end and on the app, and that's why the app needs to be very uh, needs to be um, uh, uh, very well designed and very well thought thought out and thought through. Uh, certainly, when we uh, when we look at uh, when we look at developing our product, um, and uh, and it, it is it, it it is a a system or it is a platform, uh, the watch plus the app, uh, where actually you spend more time. Uh, looking at uh, looking at your um, uh, at the results on the back end, either on your PC or on your or on your phone, than you spend on the uh, on the device itself. Jocelyn Vigro, president at TomTom, Tom. thank you for taking the time to join us. We could probably talk for a couple more hours if we had the opportunity to do so, but we just don't because they don't give us enough time here at SiriusXM. We need to announce the winner because for the past week we've been asking people to enter to win the TomTom Tom Adventurer smartwatch. This is a four hundred and nine. $99 Canadian value comes with the Bluetooth headphones. Everything you've seen on the website, go to yourtechreport.com, check out the video, youtube.com slash yourtechreport online, and you will see everything that we posted about the actual device. We're going to do a hands-on review as well after some time using the actual watch itself. I want to congratulate Linda Hogue, Linda Hogue of Beaverton, Oregon. Linda Hogue, you are the winner of the TomTom Adventurer Smartwatch. Congratulations. We will be in touch with you uh, on Twitter. We'll announce it as well. So if you had an opportunity or if you missed this opportunity, you didn't hear the, uh, the announcement of the winner. Again, thank you to everybody who was on the show this week. Jocelyn Vigro from TomTom, the president. Um, our good friends from Moto. And check out the Moto G5 when it's released later this year. Plus all the um, uh, Mitchell, I can't, I can't remember everything that happened. You know what? A, what a show! Um, uh, event Forte, what an awesome, awesome interview! And of course, our, our that Lincoln Navigator. I can't wait to get my hands on that Lincoln Navigator. Thanks to Ford Motor, Ford Motor Company for setting that up for us as well. Again, congratulations to our winners. Follow along with us on Twitter. You, you know the drill. It is your Tech Report on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield. I'm Marka Flalo. You've been tuned in to your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow your Tech Report online. Email us. Contact at yourtechreport.com Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.